Well, we are continuing in our series, Recovered Manizer. And of course, you know, that's a word from my vocab. So I made this word up to, you know, speak to these ladies about their recovery um, journey, their journey of transformation. These are women who used to use men for whatever for their money for sex for different things like that and you know they are they are not the same person they are delivered they are set free and so we are sharing their story about what that meant and you know just how did that transformation take place so i have online with me today deaconess andrea walters andrea is a divorced mother of two wonderful young adults Adults, her son and her daughter and you know they are they are they one is 28 one is 25 so you know we are talking to a seasoned woman this morning she is an operations manager in in the field for 14 years recently credentialed as deaconess at worship and faith international fellowship in spanish town jamaica she is a certified wtw dna coach and she has a passion for souls this woman is passionate about souls young people women and males hurting folks i hold close the scripture matthew eleven twelve from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom of god the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and the violent people can can have been reading it so we thank god for andrea this morning and we welcome you andrea welcome to transforming lives i want you to know that you are our second guest for the entire uh year that we've been doing transforming life you are our second guest so welcome 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 Thank you so, so much, Pastor Kim. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And I'm really, it's a pleasure to be here as a second person. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And of course, we are international. We are in Germany. We are in Canada. We are in the U.S., of course. We have listeners in Jamaica and all across the world. So you are globally vocal. <laughs> you are global impact awesome how are you doing today well i'm actually great you know you know one of those days that you're they start great and you're being great and then there's something that just wants to pop up it's the ugly head <laughs> you are still great awesome i love it i love it i love it all right tell us a little bit more about yourself i know i just read your your bio but tell us a little bit more about who deaconess andrea is well Andrea is just one of those radical, passionate persons who have been through some serious stuff in her life that probably would have caused her to be who she was and to do the things that she did, but has been transformed over time. Wow. And standing here, someone delivered, can be able to speak to someone about the same situation that they're in. And I'm just, I'm just one of those persons that really does love God and the work, doing the work of God. And that's just my main focus. Even on the job, that's still my focus. Where, wherever I'm at, where I'm just focusing on God. So I bring God on the job. I'm just one of those persons. 
crazy person for Jesus. <laughs> awesome. I absolutely love it. All right. So how did you start using men? Tell us your story and, you know, just what that looked like. How did it all start? Wow. How it starts? It started. I wouldn't be able to explain how it started. I probably can't tell you what probably driven it now today because I didn't know what I was doing then and why I would do it because it's not something that I took pleasure in. If but I couldn't just I couldn't prevent it from happening. Right. So I was one of those persons that back in the day that you called eye rollers. I'll just put on my clothes. I'll just put on my makeup. And I'll just go out. Wow. And because of... When I shared with persons now, they said, they, they, they call it a Delilah spirit. I don't know what it was then. But I would just go out and for some strange reason, it's not one of those girls that would ask men for their stuff because I never normally do. But they'll just give it. And then they'll continue to give it. And when they give it and ask for anything in return, that is when the roadblock and the barriers are up. So they're never able to know if I'm male or female. <laughs> but I will just take their things. Wow. <laughs> and they just willingly gave it to you like that. Why do you think yes, that was so though? Yes, experience Master Kim. Yes. Um, there were some friends that came down from the United States. And they brought a friend that I'm not familiar with. And, you know, he went out. And the man was just going up the step into the club. And he handed me a coil of U.S. dollars. Wow. And I honestly, I took it and I put it in my pocket. And went, when I went home, I handed it to my mother. And she asked me where I got it from. And honestly, my mother at the time was a Christian. And I said, I don't know. The man just give me money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The just gave me his money. And back in that day, if you got a thousand US dollars, you know how that looked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so, a lot of money. It's weird. It's just so. It was just weird how it happened. Men would just come from overseas, took suitcase of stuff, and today I'm talking to you, Pastor Kim, and I'm saying, "What a many a fool! How did? Why did they do it? <laughs> Is it just that by what they what they saw, or they were pinned on on something? But the truth is." Some of them, even after giving me their stuff and they're not able to get anything from me, they'll still give it to me. Wow. Well, why do you think that's so? Is it, is it because you were a high roller or you were just one of those good-looking girls? Why do you think they just willingly gave you their stuff? That is what I called myself, high roller. So, one, I'll go out and I'll go to the same places every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. So, I'm, I'll go to those same parties every week every day the same places very rare you'll find us go other places so going there it would be the same persons or if persons are traveling from overseas they'll be different in the crowd and i'll just go and i'll just stand one video like cannot come on me in the parties because i don't like that sort of thing but i still just go there with the intention and let me see which man is going to fall for this girl tonight oh wow so it's, it, it's basically there was an energy about you because you went in there intentional. Yes, pretty much. Oh pretty my much. gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So, okay. So it, was there anything that, you know, happened, like transpired? Was, did it become, um, you know, life-threatening? Did anything like that begin to happen? Yes. There was 
there were two instances. So apparently this, this particular gentleman, he had it planned. So I went out, we call it Tropics. That's where Stone Love used to play every Thursday night. Yes. So I went there one night and on leaving, my friends, my brethren, they placed me in a vehicle. But then I said, okay, I'm not going to take this vehicle tonight. I'm going to go into a regular charter taxi. So I switched vehicles and went into that particular taxi. But apparently these, this gentleman picked up another person, which was the one of those gentlemen that I would have probably taken their stuff. And he took me into... Cockburn Pen. I don't think I don't even know that area, Pastor King, but it's Cockburn Pen somewhere along Hagler Park Road in Kingston, Jamaica. Okay. And he took me down to that area and the man decided say he was either going to rape me or something. Wow. And I ran. I ran. I ran and I ran into a yard. And he drove me down. He drove me down. And for some strange reason he, he caught up with me and he said, he's sorry, yada, yada, he's going to take me home. I went back into the vehicle, and he did not take me home. He took Causeway. At that time, the highway wasn't there. It was a Causeway bridge leading into Pokemon. And Pastor Kim, when he was going around the roundabout to go to Elsha, my friends called me MacGyver after that incident. I opened the car door, rolled out of the vehicle, and rolled into bushes and I hid there wow. until I saw him circling, circling, circling trying to look for me where in, where in the bushes I was, he didn't, I didn't, it was night and I saw him leave, I stayed under that bush until the next morning I went onto a vehicle and came home, again I went to my mother, begged her to say don't allow me to go out again because this is what happened and mother she was she did a printing or whatever she used to do and that was it there was two incidents that happened. Again, the friend, the same brethren, this not this gentleman, another person, went into the taxi. It was a two-door taxi. I'll never forget that incident. And they drove to Linders Road. And they said, Andrew, I'm going to kill you, you know. I'm going to say. <laughs> Again, in my, I grew up with several brothers. Mm. So I'm kind of one of the stush but kind of <laughs> right. call it that. so when he said that no he st- asked me to step out of the vehicle i stepped out of the vehicle and uh, he said put up the mole of a gun i don't know if it's a gun i don't know what that was but it was looking like a gun and he said it was going to kill me and i ran i ran and i kept looking behind me and i fell into a gully the gully was really high but i crawled out and i came out onto the ghetto side of Linders Road. Coming out on that side, I knocked on a door and I told the people that was what was happening. And I said, I can't go there now, but still, but I can rest my head. And they took me out to Crossroad the following morning and I jumped on a vehicle and I went home. That did not stop me. The very next day, I'm out there again. So there was, I, I don't know what was it about me. I don't know if it's what I expressed as ch- a child. I really don't know. But there was a, something that caused one for men to just fall and just give me their stuff because it's not necessarily me taking it or asking them for anything. Right. It's just that they're willingly giving me their stuff. Wow. Would you say that after 
these incidents that happened in your life? I mean, you just said a while ago that even after this incident, you just explained you were back out there doing this again. So there was just something in you that kept you going back. So where did the transformation or how did the transformation start to take place? Okay, the transformation started after I accepted Christ. So I accepted Christ after my mother died. My mother was one of those persons that I was pretty much close to. She was my go-to person. I was married at the time to one of these same gentlemen. My husband, my ex-husband, he was one of those bigger men who really kind of gave me stuff as well. But I think I had feelings for him because he's the father of my two children. Yes. I had some level of feelings with, for him. So when my mother died, I really was in serious chaos and serious pain. Serious pain. So I bawled out to the God that she served because I, I didn't know Jesus. So I only know what she told me. Yeah. So I bawled out to her, God, and I was healed of that broken heart. However, one year after getting saved, passionate for Jesus, talking about Jesus. I used to attend this service on a Thursday afternoon. At that service, Dr. Letitia McPherson called me out of the congregation and she ministered to me saying that I need to release my brothers because the Lord wants to use me and the Lord wants to bless me. I actually argued with her at the altar because I wasn't sweet. I wasn't sweetly saved. I was like nine months into salvation. <laughs> yes. And she was saying, I need to release them. And I said, release them for what? My brothers are were always my protectors. And what would I release them off? Anyway, I left the service and I came home confused, asking the Lord, what is this lady speaking of? And when Pastor Kim, I was not asleep. The Lord took me into a vision. And he showed me one particular brother who was my real protector. He showed me the age of eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, up to the age of 13, the sexual abuse. Oh, Jesus. I equated that because, honestly, even looking at it now, I really cared for my husband, but I didn't, I didn't know how to love. So that is probably why I did what I did to the men. Not intentionally, but Ooh. there was a something on me. Ooh. And he showed me that. But outside of him showing me that, I still questioned. I was saying, no, this this brother is really one that protected me. How could he do that? And the Lord brought somebody in my life who, you know, showed me some little concept on what to do. And I prayed and I fasted. It was forgiveness. Forgiving him. Because I called him over to my house, told him the service that I went to, and told him exactly what the Lord showed me. And he did not deny it. He did not say, do, he did not deny it. He just stood up and said, boy... Rosie a change and he left my house and that's the last conversation I had with my brother until 15 years later oh transformation came through forgiving my brother because at that time no I tried after that I tried to find first I called my ex-husband because we are now divorced and I asked for his forgiveness based on how I dealt with him and I tried to identify find some of the men also but I didn't find all of them but I tried to find a few of them and ask for their forgiveness as well. Wow, because I realized crazy. that this was the reason why I was doing what I did to them. Because some of them minister, really, I believe they really cared for me. 
I really believe it. I really believe because there's no way people that give you them things like that without mm-hmm. having some real care or something. But I believe transformation came through knowing Jesus Christ, forgiving, and just using the word because it um the pain of what I learned about what my brother did did not eliminate immediately. It was through constant going through the word, going through a level of counseling and stuff like that. So it's that that's what really brought the transformation that I'm now trying to encourage other men because I know that men are hurting because of things that women like myself did. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. I am so touched by this story right now because you know you know I, I really wow <laughs> you know it's really big what the Lord has done in your life. Um you talked about your husband and how you treated him because of what you were experiencing. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit more about that. What kind of wife were you? I'm in the process of writing my very first book. Awesome. And it's really about the type of person I was and what who I am today. And because it was because of the whole abuse. When I met my husband, I met him at a party. My husband at the time, he, my husband is 10 years older than myself. And I was there and he's a gentleman. I mean, my mom loved him. My brothers, everywhere I we went, my family members just loved him. He's a very, he's charming. He's very nice. I, I want the greatest relationship today, just to say that, because of forgiveness as well. And I remember he was one that would really lavish me with all this stuff. But there was a particular time in his life that things went wrong financially. And because I'm because I'm accustomed to certain things, he could not afford to do certain things. And at that time, he, he couldn't touch me. He couldn't do. And, and I think I don't think it's because of what he didn't wasn't able to do. It was like that in the marriage. Some time in the marriage where he wouldn't touch. He couldn't touch me. I would just I would sometimes physically abuse him and stuff like that. I remember one day. Um, my stepdaughter, who is his daughter, was there with us, and she came. She called my auntie Rose. She came and said, Rose, something is wrong with daddy. And I went around there, and I went around there to him. And I said, what's wrong? He was crying. And he was just there bawling, and he was saying, asking me if he had AIDS, and what is why I can't love him, and all of these things. Pastor came. My heart broke, but I, it didn't break my heart to feel sorry for him, if you understand what I mean. I yes. couldn't... I, understand why my heart felt so broken but I, I just stood there and I looked at him and I said it's warm to you wow. you know yeah. and I mean I moved out a couple times and went back to friends living with friends I couldn't go to my mom because she wouldn't tolerate it I moved out a couple times and I went and lived with friends and he came and he begged and he bought and I went back and it was like that from the latter part of the marriage until he started to travel and it's when he started to travel he decided to divorce. Wow. wow, you know it. It it is it is really a different level when you're hearing it from an, the other side, and it takes a a transformed woman because usually you would hear a story like this from a man, 
you know, because a lot of women or a lot of people on a whole don't know that men go through abuse. They don't yes, know that men go through physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse. And my aim with talking about this and, and showing the transformation that happen, that's happening with our women is also to bring and shed light on the fact that our men are, you know, being abused and are going through emotional trauma as well. So I'd want you, Andrea, to encourage another woman who probably is doing the same thing today. I want you to, um, you know, out of your spirit, just encourage that woman to, to look into herself and see what she's doing and make the change today. First, I must start off by saying that though I was hurt and though I was in pain, the pain that I caused another human being, another, the men, I paid for it. Wow. I had to pay for it. So I will encourage a woman that is going through what, what is doing what I did then. I'll just say, stop. Look back at your life because Pastor Kim, I believe that women that does this sort of thing suffered something transpired in their past. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Pastor Kim, I did not remember nothing of my past with my brother until the Lord revealed it to me. And that's the only thing I remember. I don't remember nothing else outside of what the Lord revealed to me. So one, I've encouraged a woman who is doing this. I pray even now that they'll just look into themselves. Mm. I pray even now that the, the Spirit of God shall knock on their heart and show Jesus. them what they're doing is wrong. Yes. It is wrong. Mm -hmm. It is wrong. I don't believe my husband deserved what I did to him. I don't believe the men, even though they might have been married and they might have been out there in the world, they, don't, they didn't deserve what I did to them. Wow. So I pray that they will turn and the only way that transformation can come is through jesus christ yes. because I, if i did not accept jesus christ as a lord and make him lord of my life this level of transformation where i am now able to minister to men who are hurting it is hard sometimes because when you try to minister to a man who has who's been hurt by a woman and it's a woman who's trying to minister to them it's hard to receive but yes. i'm i don't quit Yes. But I just ask the women who are doing this sort of thing to stop. More so, I have a, if you have children also, yes. stop. Because mm. what we do will impact our children also. My God. And it will bring a level of warfare on your very own children. And it, I'm thanking God now because of salvation, because I'm able to war on their behalf. Yes. But what if you don't have that, don't have Jesus? Your children will be vulnerable to all was because of the wrong that you're doing. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Stop it. That's all I can say, Minister. It is, I, I, it, it, I, I hated myself because that is one of the lines in my book. I was at a point where I hated my life and hated myself. And I do believe the Lord took out my mother because she was saved in order for transformation and for me to know him for transformation to come. My God. Because I hated my life, but I couldn't... Life, but I just couldn't stop doing it. I just couldn't stop doing it. Wow. So I implore a young woman out there because at that time, Minister, I was not older than 24, 25. Yes. Mm. 
Wow. I, I was yeah. 24. I was younger. As a matter of fact, I had my first child when I was 23. Okay. So I was really a young adolescent in my late teens into my early 20s when I was behaving that way. So I'm encouraging a young woman this afternoon, this morning, to stop. It's not worth it. Because when we hurt people, the, the, we're, we're going to pay for it. There's there's no way, because I believe I paid for it. And I paid for it dearly. My God. Because I really believe I, was, I had somebody in my life who really genuinely cared. And we would have had a beautiful life. But it was messed up because I was messed up. But transformation came, thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ. Yes, praise God. And um, Andrew, I just want you to go ahead and just pray. God, I just want to honor you. God, I just want to glorify you. Oh, God, I just want to bless you. I just want to bless you. God, I just want to lift you up. God, I just want to honor you. God, I just want to glorify you. Oh, God, I just want to bless you even now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mighty God, I am a woman and I stand in your presence this afternoon, this morning, lifting up young men, middle-aged men, men all over this nation of the world, hurting young men, hurting middle-aged men that are being abused by women being hurt by women oh god i pray in the name of jesus christ of nazareth that you'll send down your healing touch yes, touch god. their emotion touch yes, their hearts god. oh god this afternoon yes, i pray god. in the name of jesus christ of nazareth that lord god you'll mend the broken heart of our yes, men across god. this nation oh god i pray even now for the women almighty god who are set to this award set almighty god to hurt men because mm. sometimes god for, sometimes we, they don't know the reason why they're doing it almighty god even though i ask that you arrest their hearts almighty god turn their hearts to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god and i pray this afternoon oh my god that you mighty god by your spirit that you'll touch you'll heal and you'll deliver the hearts of your men oh god almighty the men are called to be leaders you said young men we you call them wild they're young and they're strong but mighty god they're being battered by pain and by hurt yes, but even now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i come against every attack of the enemy against their against their emotions yes, against god. their heart against their mind yes, and i command it to leave them now in the name of jesus yes, christ of nazareth and i declare restoration yes, restore god. their emotions restore their emotions restore their emotions in the name yes, of jesus god. christ of nazareth spirit of Thank god you, lift up the plan of lift up a standard against the plan of the enemy Yes, that is seeking to destroy men. Yes, God. I believe in the last days, Almighty God, that men need to rise up. So I pull them out of out of hurt. I pull them out of pain this afternoon. And yes, I declare God. that they're strong. They're mentally strong. They're emotionally strong in the name of Jesus Christ of yes, Nazareth. God. Oh God, I come against every Delilah spirit. Delilah spirit seeking to devour the men of this nation in the name of Jesus. Protect yes, them, oh God. Deliver them, mighty God, from the hands of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, and God. place the woman in repentant mode. Yes, God. Place the woman in healing and deliverance mode as well. Because, God, women hurt men because they were hurt. So, God, I speak deliverance into their, in, into their lives in the name of Jesus. Deliver them. Set them free. Set them free from the clutches of the enemy. Set them free this afternoon. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I give you thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being a part of this, you know, um, series of being a part of this transforming series and for sharing your testimony and not withholding you know the information but using it to help to bring light and to shed light on the situation that's happening with our men and to help our women to move towards transformation god bless you pastor kim and thank you so much for having me on this platform this morning it was indeed an honor and a pleasure i'm humbled to be sharing this platform with you thank you so much for having me all right everyone there you have it another episode recovered maniza and you know i am so grateful to be able to share this platform with these women to share their testimonies and to also bring transformation to the lives of those who are going through and are doing the same this is transforming lives where transformation is the subject <laughs>